You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Food Code. Today, we are joined by Sarah Elise. She's actually been on our podcast before, um, and we just love her so dearly, even as a friend, as a coach in the space that we wanted to have her back on and talk about self-love, body image. Um, we're going to dive into kind of body dysmorphia too and how often we lose weight yet we still see the old version or the larger version of ourselves in the mirror. And so really excited to dive into this today. So welcome back, Sarah. Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me. I am super stoked to be talking to y'all about this because, you know, I love, I love all things love about bodies, lives, you know, kids, parenting, all the things. So thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. So can you give us a little bit of background around you for those of us that maybe didn't listen to the other podcast? Um, I think it's amazing all that you do. Um, and I think it's inspiring too, for people that feel like they don't have time for themselves, um, as a mom or, you know, to, you know, do the things that they want to do to feel better. Um, so can you give us a little bit of background around you and all the things that you juggle? Yeah. So in a nutshell, I'm a mom of three. My kids are 11, eight and three and a half. And my two oldest boys are part-time homeschool, part-time private school. So they're in school two days a week. I have them three days a week. And my youngest, who's a little girl, she's three and a half and she is in the mix all the time. And so I have a nutrition coaching business, which I absolutely love growing and developing, but there's lots of sacrifice, lots of time. Um, there is no such thing as a nine to five. It is a all the time. Um, but then I also am married to my husband. I think it's going to be 13 years in February. And it's just carving out all this time, all this you know, space for growth, space for my business, space for my family, um, and then space for sanity. So Back in 2015, I did a bodybuilding competition. Um, I went from like the mom that didn't uh, tend to herself to the overzealous mother who is probably obsessed. No, for sure obsessed with workouts and eating just to the point of um, it was bad. Um, so fast forward five years, I've done a lot of different education as far as nutrition and mindset and um, certified personal trainer. And now I'm here helping women fall in love with their bodies and create a foundation for a life and a body that they love. So yeah, in a nutshell. I love it. So many things. And yes. you do like 75 hard. So you have all of the extra things that push yourself so much respect, you know, and I, I love obviously we've met you a few times. We followed you on Instagram, all of your stories that you share about, you know, some days are really freaking hard and mm -hmm. that life isn't perfect, but we still deserve and we are worthy of prioritizing ourselves as moms. And so one of the things that Beck and I talk a lot about in our, one of our pillars of success. So we have three pillars of success, body being in balance inside of balance is finding this you know, priority list and putting yourself at the top. And so for us, we go, you know, ourselves, our spouse, and then our kids. That's just kind of our belief of how we have to prioritize our lives um, so that we can show up as a good spouse and a 
patient mom and then productive in our business and all of these things. And so Sarah, walk us through like what have been some of the biggest epiphanies, I guess, over the course of the last <laughs> um, five, 10 years. So my big epiphanies have been, I am, and I still struggle with this. I have a giant fear of failure. And interestingly enough, like when I meet struggle, I always grow. And so, like you said, I'm doing 75 hard. This is my second time. Um, I made it through phase one and phase two last year or phase two earlier this year. And I think I'm on day like 37. I don't know, 39. I, I lose count. Um, but that struggle is the catalyst for growth and it's positive growth. It's not like I don't get resentful for all the things that I have to do. I'm thankful for all the things I get to do. Uh, but I, I get to a point where I'm uncomfortable, but just being pushed a little bit further makes me so afraid to fail. Um, I just got called out on this yesterday from a good friend of mine, Lee, you know, Lee Montgomery. She was like, cause I was sharing her some of my, sharing with her some of my stresses in business. And she was like, Sarah, you just need to keep going. And so realizing that I have this fear of failure and like, I will um, kind of drop what I'm doing and shift gears a little bit to see if it, if it kind of shakes itself out. Um, so knowing that I have to meet um, struggles head on. And this is something that I even struggled with in college. I almost failed out because I didn't show up uh, as much as I could because I thought, well, if I left some gas in the tank, so to speak, then I wasn't actually failing these classes because I didn't try my hardest. So this is a reoccurring thing that I have to continually press through. Um, so, but, but, but it's crazy because I, I fear failure and change scares me, but I constantly press forward because I know that that's, again, the, the catalyst. And yeah, that's probably been the biggest epiphany is that I actually enjoy struggle um, to a point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And I was just writing a post this morning um, about my workout. And, you know, I, we have calls today, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. back to back with a one hour break to eat and go to the bathroom between. And I'm like, okay, so I have to get up and I have to get my workout done. And I have all these reasons why I should skip because, you know, I can do other things, emails, work, all the other things uh, in the house, but I deserve that time for me. And I think most women find that they struggle to put themselves first. They feel guilty for doing those things. They feel guilty for leaving the dishes or the laundry for an extra day. Um, but as I was rounding out that post, I was saying like, if you have this commitment to yourself and you follow through, you, that's how you build trust. And I think mm -hmm. the same thing happens when you face struggle head on and you take on new challenges and you you know, go for the thing that really scares you, you start to build trust in yourself. And to me, that's where I've probably built the most confidence, not necessarily in my body, right. Or in my perfect nutrition every single day, but more so in prioritizing myself and making that time for me every day. So I love that. And I think, you know, for those of you who are listening, who struggle with confidence, you got to start to face these struggles and prove to yourself that you can do it. And when you do that, every time you build that trust and trusting yourself helps you build confidence. Yeah. Like they always say, you're supposed to fall in love with the process, but if you never start the process and you never start investing that time in yourself, like I got up at 5am because I knew today was going to be busy. And I was like, I'm getting my walk in, I'm getting my quiet time in, like my day has to start this way or I'll end up frazzled. So like realize it, like start that process. Not, I'm not telling people to get up at 5am, but like, you know, just take those little nuggets of time for you and just start small and build up and you'll realize 
oh, this is how much better I can show up today because of what I did for myself earlier. Yeah. I love that you talked about just starting too. Like you, you cannot know until you just start, like we can create all of the reasons why it won't work before we even do it. Like Mm -hmm. that is, I feel like today's world, we are justifiers. Like we justify why things can't work. We make excuses why things can't work. We blame external forces constantly. Mm -hmm. And so truly just giving yourself the opportunity. And I think sometimes giving yourself the ability to fail, like be okay knowing it might not work. And I think that, you know, that's another thing that I think a lot of people struggle with is like, well, why should I commit to this if I don't have for sure guarantee that it's going to give me exactly what I want? And it's like, well, then you learn what doesn't work. Like you, you still get value out of it. Um, and so I think it's so important too. And I'd love for you to touch a little bit on your viewpoint. You know, Liz and I, Liz talked about our priority list of like, we come first and then our spouse and then our kids, but how that doesn't mean that they aren't still priorities. And that doesn't mean that like they are any less, you know, it's just, we have to still put ourselves first so they can be priorities. Cause I think that's another misconception in a way um, that like you waking up at 5am doesn't mean you ignore your kids. It's like, it doesn't mean, you know, they're not in your life or that you're a bad mom. Like, I think that that's such a hard thing uh, for moms to kind of cope with is like, well, if I'm doing this, I'm sacrificing that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'd love to hear your viewpoint on that. So it's interesting. I had a conversation with one of my friends who is a, she's so stressed out and her husband gave her the opportunity to leave and go for, to a hotel room for the night. And I was like, take it. She's like, Oh no, just mom guilt. And I was like, "Whoa, wait, wait, pump the brakes. Have you ever done it before? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay, so you, so I understand you have the guilt, but once you do it the first time, then you'll realize that that is filling your cup. Like it's the, the, the airline stewardess, they always tell you to put your face mask or your breathing apparatus on before you do it for your kids or anybody else who needs help. So it's the same thing. Like you've got to show up and like love yourself and, and, and give yourself enough space to grow so you can show uh, it's showing up the best for other people. And until, like you said, and until you start and see that those positive changes will happen just because you simply show up for yourself, um, it's, it's, it's beautiful, but I'm the same way. So my thing is my connection with God, cause I'm just, I'm, I'm a Christian and I love him. And then it's that, that's my spiritual self. And then it is my husband. My husband comes before my kids and then it's my kids. And that's been a, that's been interesting as a mom, um, because they're your, they're your babies. Mm-hmm. And if your spouse says something harsh, you want to like, be like, you know, mama bear protecting him. Um, so that's been an adjustment as, you know, being married for so long and having three different children who need to be parented differently. Um, but I'm the same way. It's, it's, it's my, it's my spiritual self, my relationship with my husband and my relationship with my family, my kids, and then, and then others. Um, it's, it's hard. It's hard because I don't have that same circle of friends that I used to in college, but I also don't have the same responsibility. Like I didn't have the same responsibilities yeah. as I did in college. So yeah, man, life looks so much different. So much different. <laughs> yes. I know. Right. Like the biggest concern was like, where are you going that night? And what are you wearing? Like, I, I yeah. So different. And, and is the guy that you have a crush on going to be there and like, yes. is there going to be drama? Yes. Like, is he going to look at you? Yeah. So yeah, it is so just different. funny. Cause like I've even said like, Becca and I we're like, okay, we need like a mom's night. Like we need like mom's yeah. night out. But what that, so we actually did this, what last fall we went and we were like, okay, we're going to take one night away. We're going to spend the afternoon planning for our business for 2020. And then we're going to have dinner. We're going to drink some wine. It's going to be fun. And then we'll do some more work the next day. I think that we had dinner drinks 
and wine and we're in bed by like 8 30 p.m yes yes <laughs> that is that is a perfect night for me yes yes yeah so it looks all, all kinds of different so you know, I want to dive dive into a little bit about, you know, body dysmorphia and how you work with clients who have taken a, a weight loss journey and they struggle to love themselves and they really struggle to see their progress and see the person that they are today in the mirror. Cause I know a lot of times I struggled with this for a really long time. I was 200 pounds. I lost weight. Now I'm 150, but I still see myself as the 200 pound person in the mirror. And so you talk a lot about self-love, life love, you know, and I would just love for you to kind of dive into that a little bit. Is that anything that you've ever struggled with in these different seasons that you've gone through from, you know, your fitness journey to the body show to now being in a kind of a maintenance leaning phase? Yeah. Um, 100%. I was called a Rottweiler by my pediatrician when I was like 14 or 15. And so having that ideal, like idea that I'm short, stocky, and like my body's basically shaped like a Rottweiler, you know, within those lines, um, was very, it was difficult. Um, and it wasn't until late thirties that I fell in love with my Rottweiler-esque. And so I've always struggled. I've never been the girl with a super flat stomach. I've always been shorter. Like even in high school, I was, you know, I'm five, three, one twenty-five, And that's, you know, for a five, three girl in high school, that's kind of, that's a, that's a bigger built. I wasn't, um, fat by any means. I was just in sports. I was athletic. Um, and so fast forward some five, six years, I had gained 30 some odd pounds from eating all sorts of different foods. And I, I really looked back at the pictures wishing I would have loved who I was in, in high school. I, I mean, I was like, why did I cover up my stomach? Like my stomach was flat. Like, so I've always seen myself in a way, um, that's detrimental. Um, and it's not until just now that I've, I can look at myself in the mirror, mom bought and all and be like, damn, like I, I look great. Like I'm almost 40 and I look fantastic. And so, and I have had clients and it's, it's, it's a really hard road to not convince, but encourage someone to look at their journey, not just from what they see in the mirror, but how much they've changed internally, um, how much they've grown in their, their, you know, relationships with themselves, their husbands, their, their loved ones with food, like relationships with workouts. Um, and so those are some of the things that I, I beg of people to look at when they're, when they're not really seeing their reflection clearly, because they can start to look at, okay, all these changes happened. Um, and, and then I also encourage them to, to look at, like, trust your husband, trust your spouse, trust who's ever saying you look amazing because your eyes are, your eyes are kind of misleading you. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't know about you when you went through your, um, journey with the competition, the physique competition, but like, I personally got to a place where I was, I looked unwell now that I look back on it and I'm like, and in those moments, I would still sit in front of the mirror and like try to grab my stomach fat and try and be like, I still need to be leaner. I still need to be fitter. I still need to be skinnier. And it's so crazy now that I look back on it. I was like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. And but in those moments, because I had gone on this weight loss journey of 40 plus pounds, like I still saw that mm-hmm. person. And it almost took me reversing back out of that, like gaining some weight back to be like, 
I am healthy. Like I am in a good place physically. And it doesn't mean that I don't want different for myself or for my body. And I always want to keep evolving and finding like, I want to be stronger now, or I want to, you know, do different things, but it's not focused solely on how I look. Um, But it's so crazy sometimes how I think people that have maybe gone there and then come out of it and can look back almost like from a different perspective. It's so hard when you're in it though. It's so hard when it's your main focus and like, it's all you're looking at in the, in the mirror every day. And like, you just, I think we always seem to find problem areas on ourselves for sure. and we focus on them and yes. we could look completely different, but we still just see those areas. Um, yeah. you know, and it's, it's such a hard place mentally to be, I love that you talked about looking at like how much you've changed as a person and your habits and you know, like your relationship with food in that moment, I had a horrible relationship with food. So mm-hmm. like, I'm sure that's part of why I didn't see it. Um, but it's, uh, it's such a crazy journey to go on. And, you know, it's tr- truly, you know, there's a reason that there's a term for it and it exists because it is yeah. very real. Um, yeah. So I, I love that you I was on that. Yeah. I was talking to Sal and Sal was talking about how you need Sal, Sal Stephanie, y'all, y'all just recently had him on your podcast and he was talking about how you need to separate body image from self image. And I'm going through this, uh, co- coaching, uh, I guess curriculum or program, uh, transformation specialist. And it was talking about how your self image is basically an inventory of who you are like running an inventory. And so when you're standing in the mirror, looking at yourself, judging yourself based on what you see solely in the mirror, you are cutting yourself like short. I mean, you're so much more than the skin that you're in. And, and then at the same time, you are your body. Like you can't separate like, this is my body. This is my spirit. And then this is my hardworking We're you're all the same person. And so having just like, just like disgust for it or hate for it always ends up hurting it even more. So like, like, like you back in 20, or I don't know if you did this, but back when I was got super lean. Um, I initially started it because I hated where I was. And so, um, now approaching this out of love and, you know, honor and admiration, I'm getting to a different place, a much more wonderful place. I'm 20 pounds heavier, but I am so much more confident, so much more empowered, um, because it's coming out of love and not hate. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's got to be where the change comes from, because we talked about this actually on the other interview we did today is like, it's not bad to want to lose weight. It just has to be where that drive comes from. Like it has to be from a place of you, like you can want to feel better and you can want to improve you, but it can't solely be driven by the hate you have for yourself. It has to be other things. It has to be like, you know, like you said, falling in love with the process too, to help get you there is a huge piece too, because you cannot rely solely on hate for yourself because you're never going to find happiness unless you address where that hate's stemming from. Yeah. Um, which is again, a hard thing to do, which is why I think it's really important to have either, you know, a coach or a program or a mentor to help guide you through those times because it's hard to snap ourselves out of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, it took me 10, it took me over, over a decade to go through what I've gone through. And that's, I think that's why coaching is wonderful. You know, y'all's program and the program that I have is because we collapse time. You know, we take people through the journey that took us, you know, a quarter of our life to get through. And less than six months, four months, whatever it is. And, and no, it's not like at the end, it's the beginning once they, you know, get to the end of the program. But like, it's such, it's such a great thing to be someone's, I've heard it say Sherpa, not their guide, not their like 
coach, but like lead them where they want to go and lay out the lines so that they can follow them um, and, and learn from your, you know, learn, learn from the mistakes that your coach has made along the way. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then we still make sometimes, yeah. right. Cause we're sure. in different Absolutely. levels. <laughs> and I think in yeah. different seasons of life, we learn new things, whether it is, yeah. you know, competition season to COVID and e-learning and all the crazy chaos that 2020 has brought or grief or other times of our life. And so I kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, your, the program that you've built. I think it's fantastic from what, you know, I've seen and taking people through this evolution of I'm in a place where I, I don't like myself. In fact, it, I'm disgusted with myself. I don't have confidence. I lack self-esteem. I don't want to have sex with my husband. You know, I'm hiding behind baggy clothes and evolving them into, as Becca always says, like, you don't have to love your body, but you do have to respect your body that you're in right, right now. And eventually we'll get to that place where we do love our body. So start, you know, at the kind of the beginning of what does that program look like? If women are coming to you and they're in that place, where do you kind of begin to peel back the onion layers? So the, the first thing I start with is discovering what your core values are because so often our values are led by society and social media. And so we think that we need this quick fix or, you know, this, this, if we just lose this much weight, then we're going to be great. But the, the truth of the matter is going back to y'all's core or the pillars, um, diet never jumps in there, like highly restrictive, whatever, never jumps in there. It's, it's, it's what we think we need, but, but we, but we don't. And so it's discovering those core values and then it's, um, creating clarity around, around them, creating targets. And so this is really where diets fail because diets say, you know, like, this is where you are. This is what you need to do. And, and that's not how this program works. This is like, hey, where are you? I'm going to meet you there. I'm going to help you figure out where you need to go from there. Because honestly, like, well, y'all know, I'm, diets just don't work. Something highly restrictive that is pro, like designed for one person in particular doesn't work for the masses. And so just realizing that you can create success every single day. Um, and that doesn't look like a number on the scale or your clothes fitting. It looks like, like you said, creating five minutes of time for yourself and like actually showing up and meeting, like meeting yourself there. Um, and so that's what we do first is we, is we really discover like it's the self-love. Right. And so I know it's hard and I'm trying to think like if I went back and I talked to myself when I was 155 pounds and, and, and begged me to just love me as I am, um, I would have a really hard time, but I just really think that showing up and not like, I know you said respect, you don't have to love, you know, I know lots of people say you don't have to like it, but you should love it. Um, I just really feel that love is what you have to do first. Um, and I don't, I don't know how to explain that any better than just, it's just something that you have to trust that like if you show up and you say, okay, I'm going to love myself the best I can, you know, that might not look like what it looks like in six months, but right now. And if that looks like taking a five minute walk today and moving my body, then that's what I'm going to do. And so the next step is, um, uh, that's life, love, body, love. It's creating, it's creating more of the nutrition plan around something around you that works. It's, it's understanding, um, 
you know, why you should listen to your biofeedback. It's, it's all the, it's all the nutrition stuff and mm-hmm. um, understanding what stress does to your body. And then the last is life love. And it's kind of creating this, this culmination and moving forward. This is what you're going to do. And it's so cool because I have clients that have gone through the program and are about to restart it because they've learned so much and they have this new foundation and this new framework that they want to live under and they want to just build on it. So it's kind of cool that it's something that you can go, you know, use over and over and over again. Cause like you said, we, we haven't peaked like today is not the day we peaked by any means. And so this isn't just nutrition, um, but it's life in general. And so it's just, you know, the evolution and keep, keep moving forward. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, and I think that's why we're such great friends is that diets suck. They don't work. Um, they, they leave out a multitude of things, right? Number one mm-hmm. that we always talk about is education. Like, mm-hmm. why are you eating what you're eating in the balance that you're eating? Do the quality of foods matter? How does it serve you, right? Um, what do you do when the plan is over or when you stop counting points? So that is a huge component that we always talk about. But the other thing, and, and this is what you're talking about is my relationship with myself and with food as food is a connection. I know you talked with Sal about this on your podcast. Food is a connection Mm -hmm. is a way for us to, you know, be with others and live and enjoy. And if I bake a chocolate chip cookie at Christmas for my kids, I shouldn't feel bad for having that cookie. In fact, I should feel empowered to have that cookie and show, you know, the example to my kids that we eat healthy most of the time, but we can still have some of these things and they're an enjoyment um, and a piece of connection for us. And so I love that you incorporate all of that mindset and the emotion um, and in very specifically even down to loving yourself internally first, because I agree. Yeah. You have to love yourself um, before you can love anybody else to the fullest of the extent. Right. Yep. Yeah. So like it's the golden rule, but in reverse, love your neighbor as yourself. Like until you truly like have this appreciation, admiration, understanding, then you can't, you can't give that away. You can only give away what you possess. And so it's just, again, you get to show up better for so many people that you love. And it's just, it's, it's a really cool thing. Yeah. I think the hardest thing is like a lot of people, I think do these restrictive diets and do these calorie deficits and these fads because they feel like they need to punish themselves. Mm -hmm. And again, it stems back to not loving yourself and not, you know, being able to give yourself grace through these moments. And so we feel this need to like pass judgment down on ourselves through a restrictive diet. Like this is my punishment for not being able to adhere to the one I just did or not be Mm -hmm. able to succeed. Like I think I should. It's like a way of judging ourselves through restriction. And it's, it sucks, you know, it like, does. it's like Liz and I have both been there and yep, I know you've been there and mm-hmm. it's like, and again, it's just having to be able to talk to ourselves and know that we deserve to be happy and we deserve to have these things. And so many of us struggle with dessert, like feeling that, you know, deserving, like, yeah, I deserve to be happy. And I, and it's okay that I'm not happy in this moment right now, but like working towards that and you know, I, I think we have to get beyond like the all or nothing mindset, even with this, like, yes. you know, like you're not going to love yourself every single day, but if you're working on loving yourself and you're working on being okay with like, you know what, today wasn't a good day. Like we talked mm-hmm. about body neutrality on the last episode and it was like, some days are going to be, eh. some days yeah. love it. Like, <laughs> and so it's okay though. And it, both of those are okay. Yep. You know, it's not always going to be perfect and there can never be perfect, 
Um, yeah. Just starting and just yeah. being open to what that feels like. Um, and I love the idea of, you know, how you plan it out and how you lay it out for your clients and, you know, the body love and all of that. It's, it's exactly what people need. Like we have to address all of it. That's why diets don't work because they only address yeah. food. They don't yeah, address and- anything else. Yeah. You were talking about like how some days, you know, it's okay to not to like have this super mega love for yourself. I mean, I'm the same way with like my husband and my kids. If they don't, if they don't behave, then I'm not really, I love them, but I'm not really feeling it, you know? And so it's okay to have those days of your body is what it is. It's not your favorite, but you know, you're still going to, you're still going to show up and do the things that you know feel better. Um, And that's where I think, I was listening to Trent Shelton on um, Rachel Hollis had a, yeah. a, a live rise live. And he was talking about like, people don't have a consistency problem. And he's like, I know this is going to be painful, but you either consistently do the things you sh- shouldn't do, or you consistently do the things you should like, that's not a consistency problem. And I was like, Ooh. And so like, even on those days when you're not feeling it, like you still need to eat the foods that you know are going to make you feel good tomorrow. Like don't trust your future self and set her up for like success. And so, you know, moving and all the things that are so important, um, the emotional and physical and spiritual, all the things um, still show up even when you're not feeling it is, yeah. is a big deal. I think that's, that's what 75 hards taught me. Yeah. yeah. It just takes repetition too. Sometimes. It really does. Like it, it, it takes some days doing it, even though it doesn't feel that good some days. Yeah. Like, it takes some days doing it, even though it was really freaking hard to fit it in that day. Like, mm-hmm. and those days make the other days easier. And you know, you just find it one day you wake up and it's like kind of automatic. Yes. You just care for yourself, you know, yeah. consistently. And yeah, but start small. Start small. Totally. And then you realize when you don't care for yourself, the difference. Yes. Because there yes. has to be that difference. And that's, I think that's the hardest part for people is like getting started because they don't have that comparison yet. They don't have something to work towards. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. So this is hard for me to start because I don't know if I'm going to feel better doing it, you know, and having that faith in themselves. Um, how, how do you deal with that with people is like getting them to buy in when they don't really know, like the, you know, having that faith, having that leap of faith. That's hard. Um, it, and it, but it doesn't, I feel like getting people to feel better doesn't take long. It takes like weeks and you're like, how's your energy? They're like, oh my gosh, I'm sleeping. I have energy. And you're like, sweet. You know, it's just those little buy-ins, um, that make them more willing to continue. Or like if they're switching up their foods and they're eating more quality foods and their guts, not like distended and feeling awful. And like they're regular, like you're like, Hey, when, right. You know? So, um, it's just those little things, honestly start small. And that's another piece that the diet culture misses. Yes. They don't teach you about health and how you're going to feel. We just had a a call today with one of our ladies that started with us about a month ago. And I've worked with her best friend for a long time. And we were chatting with her today and, and we're talking about the symptoms that she came to us with. She wasn't sleeping. She was tired all the time. Her workouts were, you know, a struggle. She wasn't going to the bathroom every day and kind of gassy and bloated and all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Four weeks in, she's like, I don't have any bloating anymore. 
I'm falling asleep. I'm waking up, you know, still one or two times a night, but she feels rested. She feels good. She's got energy. She's moving. She's walking. She's eating quality foods and she's going to the bathroom every day. And she's like, yeah, amazing. Like these are the things. And sometimes when they, you know, people start with health coaches because we're not macro coaches, right? Um, Mm -hmm. we're health coaches. And so we start with the very foundational things that have, you know, big domino effects. And oftentimes it's not even their food, you know, right. Right. Yeah. And it's so not sexy. It's like okay. not the cool like Instagram, like before and afters. But for a mom who has no energy and she has energy after four weeks of doing something, why why wouldn't you buy into that? Like, like that's incredible. We, we always say like sexy doesn't sell, you know? Um, no. It takes some time for people to really listen and understand that, yeah, you know what? All of these things that I've tried in the past, nothing ever stuck and I still felt like crap. So maybe I should try a different approach and consider my health first, including my mental health and my emotional mm-hmm. health. So um, as we start to kind of wrap this up, leave our listeners with a few things that they could start doing today. Um, if they're in this place where maybe they're struggling, however you have your clients you know, go through this starting process, one of the things that we always um, tell our women is like, we want you just to find one thing that you are thankful for, whether it is your capability to walk or squat or whatever, um, find one thing each day that you're capable of. So I would just love for you to kind of, um, leave a couple of things for our listeners that have uh, been helpful for you on your journey. Okay. So I always like to leave the mirror thinking something positive about myself. I might enter the mirror being like, Oh, my stomach is like, cause again, the problem area, but I always leave thinking, you know, Oh, maybe my shoulders look really good that day. Right. Um, so that's really important to always leave on a high note. And I honestly think the big thing, and this is probably annoying for some people, but like they're, they'll tell me about whatever storm or whatever bad thing there's, they're going through. And I say, Oh, but isn't it cool that you were able to do this, that, and this, and like, it's always growth moments. And so it's always looking for the opportunity to grow. So whatever, whatever situation happened, look for the positive and the negative, but always cling to the positive, um, and, and continue, continue to grow. But, um, just again, it's, it's showing like, so I, so like basic 101, like when people start working with me, it's bringing awareness. Like I'm like, I, you know, I ask them what their day looks like and I'll kind of like, you know, some little red flags will come up and I'm like, Hey, these are a few things that I think that would be a good place to start. You know, whether it's the people don't even eat vegetables at all. It's like, get a serving of vegetables, maybe more water and definitely it's always sleep. And so I just pick a few things that someone can do easily in a few minutes and have confidence and come back the next week with a like, Hey, I did this, you know, this is, this is what I did. I feel really good. Um, give me more or I'm good here is what will determine. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's always, it's always the small little things. And so what I would encourage anybody listening, who's like, Hey, you know, Becca, Liz, Sarah have their stuff together. They do all these things. That's what I need to do. Um, that's not how we looked when we first started. (laughs) That's, that's the culmination of years and like trial and error. And this is just what works for us. And so it's, it's building those small little steps, Um, identifying, you know, one or two little things that you can change in the day that really make a big difference. But sleep is like number one for sure. Yeah. 
you know what? I did have it all together when I started and it sent me down a horrible spiral and a horrible relationship with food. So for those of you that yeah. want to get it all together when you first start, I advise you not to. <laughs> yeah. Same, same for sure. That's, that's, again, that's, that's where I was. I was a horrible relationship with food, killing myself at the gym. Like my hormones were all jacked up. My relationships were sucky, but man, I was lean. Man, I, could, I looked good. Yeah, I looked, but I well, hated my life. Yeah, and like, but I was like you. Like, I still looked at my stomach because it was after I had two babies, and I was like, I. So I went to the doctor to see, you know, what it would take to get, you know, a boob job and a tummy tuck, and I just, I just, I didn't because I, I've never been in a surgery, so I just couldn't do it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna love me for me as I am. So yeah, and all of you that can afford that stuff, go more power to you. Power yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> But it was like 16 grand. I was like, ah, and downtime from the gym. So I was like, mm, yeah. I can't. And you can't, you can undo that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, no, I, so great. Yeah, um, I think that you hit the nail on the head there. I just want to go back and reiterate what you said that when we started our journeys, you know, I'm going to go far back to like Becca post-college before she found CrossFit, mm -hmm. right. For you way far back before mm -hmm. you started, you know, dieting down for the show, um, you know, I had done Weight Watchers, I lost 40 pounds, I gained 50 back. And there was a pivotal moment where I said, I'm done dieting and I got to figure this thing out. And I did start small. And that is the only reason why I've been able to get my shit together um, and keep it together most days. Let me most days. You know, let, me, let me just let everyone know that I still have days that I struggle and I'm not perfect and I do like wine. And so it shows up sometimes a little too much when we have date night, but that's the life that I live. And I don't have this like horrible relationship with food because I've done years and years of working on I know what serves my body. I know what I need to do. If I do have a night that, you know, we have too much fun at the winery, like I eat normal the next day. I don't starve myself. Mm -hmm. I don't go to the gym trying to do five hours of cardio and sweat it all out and burn it all off. But it took us all a long time to get yeah. to this place. Mm -hmm. So hear us as your coaches, like collectively over 30 years here of experience, yeah. right? Start small, pick one thing, get consistent with that. When you do that, that's where you build trust in yourself. And as you build that trust, you gain the confidence and momentum that you need to keep pushing forward and then face more struggles like Sarah talked about in the beginning to say, okay, now I know that this is the next thing that I need to work on to fix. Yeah. So I just want to throw in a, like a little caveat. Whenever people face struggles, they tend to, much like body dysmorphia, think back to the like five-year version of themselves and think there's no way I can overcome this. I've never been able to. But think about it. You've never been the person that you are today ever. And that struggle that you might've struggled with and like fallen flat on your face five years ago, you're ready to take it on. So I think that's something that I'm super passionate about because I, that's what I preach to myself over and over again. Um, you know, these struggles are, are going to come, but they're, they look different and you're going to handle them differently because you're different. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. This has been so good. Um, let us round this out. If you can just let our listeners know where they can find you, connect with you, and then we will link it all in our show notes as well. Sweet. Perfect. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm on Instagram at Sarah Elise fitness and they'll spell it out. Cause people are like Alice Elise. Um, and then you can find my website, sarahelise.com. And I have a free private Facebook group called the love framework and it's all things, body, love, self, love, life, love, um, Lots of, lots of love in there. So I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Awesome. Fun and well, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation and I hope it sparks people's like um, willingness to give, give it a shot again, you know, and trust the process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll just say, yeah, you'll have a good day. You have a great day. (laughs) Yeah. Love you too. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.